Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is a show about everything podcasting, from equipment to promotion, monetization, everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, your usual host, and I'm joined this time around by Ryan McLeod. How are you doing, Ryan? Hello, I'm good, thanks. Good. Uh, so Ryan is joining us from uh, a local business. So I've got uh, I've got somebody in the, in the actual studio for a change, uh, which is very unusual. Usually we do Skype interviews and stuff. So uh, you run a business called Slurp, don't you? What what what? What do you say is the because you do a bunch of stuff really? What's your kind of primary way of describing Slurp? This is a good question. Um, so uh, it's a design studio, uh-huh. um, although it's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I run it. I, I very rarely do projects on my own. I tend to pull in a team or create a team around a, a certain brief or a certain project yep. that I have on. Yeah. Um, but it can be anything from. I mean, the majority is digital-based stuff, so yeah. web, apps, branding, graphics, illustration. Um, but then I've also done a bit of print stuff, a uh-huh. few physical things. Yeah. And I think it's more about having a place in a business where you can play with things and yeah, just yeah. have a go and Aye. run some side projects and have a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Cool. So is the majority of what you do web-based, do you think? Or what's the... I'd say so. At the moment, it is, yeah, yeah. It is definitely. Um, I think that's... Yeah, I mean, it's what I trained in. Yeah. And then yeah. it, there's also a lot of that kind of work going about at the moment, which yeah. is fine. But that's not to say that that will be forever more the focus. Yes, uh, indeed. So. Yeah. But you do. So the reason you're on here is because you do a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily that related to your business or anything, is it? What, so you do uh, Creative Chit Chat Dundee, which is a show basically talking to creatives around. Do you restrict it really strictly to the local area? So Dundee's the city, if you're out there listening, Dundee's the city we live in. Um, north of Scotland, about an hour north of Edinburgh. Not a big city. It's not like, what, do you know how many people live here? Like 100,000 or something? I think, yes, yeah, city centre's about that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, it's not a huge city, but you're uh, conceivably uh, restricting your guests to people that live in around Dundee. And do you see the target as bit well? Tell me about that. Is it just Dundee guests at the moment? Or um, you- I mean, I think... In some respects, the, the majority of guests are living and working in the city. Yeah, yeah. But it's also been interesting to pull people in who have previously worked here mm-hmm. or who have studied here and then moved away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also sort of important to get those stories. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the core of the group is, is people here, but there's also, I think, people with a connection to the city. Aye. Um, yeah, that I've, I've definitely spent time here. Yeah. The audience then, is that just people from Dundee or do you see that as being much wider? Um. I think the the engaged audience, like the people that, that chat about it and talk yeah. about it and that are, tend to tweet and yeah. get in touch about it are definitely Dundee-based. Mm-hmm. But looking at the stats, there's quite a lot of listeners from across Scotland and then mm. there's a few from across the world as well. So mm. it is quite varied. And yeah, you get the odd random listen from yeah. Namibia or like yeah, New yeah. Zealand and I, yeah, some random, random places. places. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's interesting because it's um, we talk about niching down in podcasting. Like the way to create a... a Often the way to create a great podcast is to find a really small niche and stick to it and be really concentrated on that because you find people that love that niche and they get really fanatical about what you do. And that's one way of niching, isn't it? Of being a location-based show. You'd imagine it restricts your audience quite heavily, but in a way you could do, I mean, you could do a show about Dundee with Dundee people, but could still be relevant to a much bigger audience, couldn't you? Yeah, and I think, I suppose there's two ways in which it works. I think it's created 
the all the people who I speak to are creative practitioners. I feel like that's probably a horrible term, but I mean, it's probably a nice way to sum them up. Um, but they're doing something in their sort of day to day profession that is creative. Um, and we sort of, it's a great way of, of sharing that knowledge. So the stories, the journeys, the things mm-hmm. that people have been up to, the things that they're working on right now, mm-hmm. and sharing that to the local community um, so that people can just send them a tweet drop them an email and say, oh, I've seen what you've done or would you like to work together and sort of start to sort of motivate that that healthy conversation between people in the, mm-hmm. in the creative space that are working in and around the city. But then it also, it does a job sort of wider, more worldly facing and that it shows that there's loads of great people here right yeah, now yeah. doing great things. Yeah, yeah. So. Aye. Yeah, it's it's a nice way of, I think, you've got a theme there, as in they're all connected by the city of Dundee, by creativity as well. But, it, but the, the topics you can talk about are so wide. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the downsides of a niche, isn't it? You kind of get stuck into a little corner where you want to talk about other things you're interested in, but you can't, but you talk about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, although it is definitely creative focused, the, 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 some of the best conversations when we go off on wild tangents <laughs> about things that people have been up to yeah. that aren't aren't necessarily profession based or yeah, yeah. they've also found there's there's been I didn't necessarily set themes or set questions at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. It was more just having well, as I say, as a, an informal chat. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it seems that there's a lot of themes that have now arisen. Yeah. Um so there's certain questions that I tend to ask now oh, okay. and um And that wasn't pre planned. No, not at all. And uh, I just found that certain questions started to work quite nicely mm-hmm. or were quite difficult to answer, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. therefore really good to ask and put people on the spot yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. How how did you start to spot that, do you think? Was it just quite obvious when a question worked for you? Um Yes and no. I think one thing I've sort of learned is you get different types of guests and different types of people and it's trying to to sort of read those people and who will be receptive to doing it completely off the cuff mm-hmm. and who needs sort of a set of questions beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you get the sort of people who want to turn up with notes and yeah, things. Yeah, and then yeah. when you ask them the prescribed questions they clam up and they're worried yeah. that they're not going to get the right answer but yeah. then if you go yeah. off topic with them Aye. they relax a lot more yeah. and I think that's yeah. that's what I've been trying to do and like yeah things round about I suppose the bigger picture and things like what motivates you to get out of bed like mm. um, what do you define as success um, these sort of big questions everyone's got a, their own slant or opinion mm. on it and mm. that's why I sort of started to ask those questions over and over again because those mm. perspectives are really, really interesting mm. um, and quite nuanced as well because mm. everyone's got different things that they find that are important to mm. them. So, mm. so your your tactic to get people to warm up to an interview does that you think that changes with everyone or do you have certain tricks that you've developed over the the dozens of interviews you've done that works? I mean, you, you say that like I've been doing this a long time. And yeah, actually, Wait, how many episodes you're up to now? Um, so 31, yeah, I think, are live. That's a decent run. Yeah. Well past the uh, the average there. Huh? <laughs> what is the average? Uh, seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly, I mean, it's a bit of a, it's one of those kind of urban legend stats. I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but supposedly at one point uh, a host put out the stat that on average their shows only got up to seven episodes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so as soon as you're past seven, you're doing well. Yeah. Well, because I, I mean, I've only been doing this since November. So yeah, what's yeah. that? Seven months? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I mean, I've been, consistently putting it out pretty much every week yeah um, there's yeah. been a couple of little holidays and things and then amongst that but yeah i think 
and that's what's been really important to sort of push myself forward i think in the terms of like quality and just um motivation as well yeah, and actually yeah, yeah. the amount of people i've been able to go out and speak to has been quite amazing in such a short space of time yes yeah, yeah. Are you find it quite easy to get people to come on absolutely um yeah. i think 90 percent of the people i contact yeah. um are like yep yeah, great when when do you want to do it why do you think that is i don't know I mean, maybe some people have suggested it's like people just love talking about themselves. <laughs> yeah. But then I also maybe think it's down to the, the types of people that I'm contacting mm -hmm. and that them having been in the, the sort of creative industry, they, they're they quite used to self-promotion. Mm -hmm. um, and a vast majority of them are sort of self-employed or work for small companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, not everyone, but they're used to that sort of getting out there doing talks at events and, and whatever yeah, else so having yeah. a chat and over a coffee and, and that is, is yeah. quite natural for yeah. them but i mean it's been a really accessible way of me getting an hour of people's time yeah yeah i think it's been Aye. unbelievable yeah just, yeah yeah a free conversation with these people that would charge you otherwise well exactly yeah or like <laughs> if i was to email someone and go do you want to go for a coffee and not have any context not have any anything out of that but if yeah. they then say oh do you want to come on the podcast and talk about what you do yeah then instantly you're turning that round where you're still making a connection with someone and uh, but they then get something out of that at mm -hmm. the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. So what's worked for you in terms of growing your audience then and getting out there, getting visibility for the show? Well, I mean, that's, I think that's the hardest bit. Mm. Um, and at the start, you, you never know whether anyone's going to listen to it. Mm. And then when you start to get a little bit of traction and a few people sort of listening, then you're like, oh, and then there's instantly that, that need to drive and get more and yeah. and build that audience. Yeah. And I think for me, it was engaging with people. So through events, through things like um, Petra Kucha, which is a big mm -hmm. thing that's run in the city where um, it's just a whole a bunch of different speakers that, yeah. that get a small amount of time but then they do a sort of pass the mic in the middle of that okay and anyone can shout about anything that they're up to um so we did that um just shouting about it there mm -hmm. um a couple of articles published so one in the local uh newspaper column a few just on like uh, creative dundee and other mm -hmm. local sort of blogs and stuff um and then there's the the relentless talking about it wherever you go yeah, and yeah. we do and then getting people to share it and tweet about it and yeah just to like the instagram posts um and i found that i think that if the content's good people will naturally yeah. gravitate to it and they will actually want to talk about it yeah because the amount of people that i just if i follow them on twitter and they see a dundee based podcast around creativity mm -hmm. because there isn't really anything else there at the yeah. moment yeah um in that realm they're really up for listening and giving it a go so i tend to get a lot of follows back from people just yeah. by yeah following them on instagram and on twitter yeah um, yeah i've obviously got to be a bit conscious about who i who do yeah because yeah. it's not just like following millions of people it's mm. like saying oh well they're doing relatively creative stuff in yeah. the city they'd yeah. be worthwhile following Relevant them stuff yeah, yeah exactly. it's i mean it's something we talk talk to our clients about all the time it's something people miss a lot it's that marketing becomes so much easier promotion becomes so much easier even automated almost if you have yeah you've got that unique uh selling point you've got you know a really targeted audience so if you just yeah exactly like that so you say you're a creativity 
podcast in Dundee. So you follow anyone that's into creativity or lives in Dundee or ideally both, mm. then it's a natural sell. You don't even have to talk to them about it. They just spot it and they go, oh, that's for me. Yeah. And I think also, I mean, Dundee as a city at the moment is going through a massive amount of change. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a big focus on design and creativity yeah. with the, the V&A coming, Design Museum, yeah. and it being a UNESCO city of design, yeah. the first one in the UK. So there's a there's a lot of spotlights sort of on the city at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's really great for raising that profile, but I think mm. one of the things I'm trying to do with the podcast is give the people who are in here working, um, give them a bit of a voice and give them yeah. a bit of an opinion because... Yeah. It's not necessarily that all the things that are happening are positive mm-hmm. um, or changing for better mm-hmm. or that change is a good idea. Um, yeah, and yeah. So it's good to sort of start that discussion as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. No, I mean, uh, well, I've certainly heard of it a few times around the city. Like, it seems to be getting out there. So that's yeah, it's, good. it's nice when people come up to you and go, are you you're the guy that does the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes me jealous. Nobody knows we do podcasts, even though that's all we do. <laughs> um so monetization i think you're doing um, some interesting stuff uh, around there so how are you trying to make the podcast you're not necessarily trying to create a business out of the show are you but you're making it pay its costs at least in certain ways what, what are you doing yeah i mean i don't i never got into doing the podcast because it was going to make me money mm. and i never think it's going to support me in any way mm-hmm. um i think that what I get out of it is I get an hour of people's time and mm-hmm. I get to talk to amazing people and sort mm-hmm. of, in essence, it is a way of networking mm-hmm. and I get that out of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do spend quite a lot of time on it and there are costs add up, mm-hmm. like equipment, software, yeah, yeah. travel expenses, all that sort of stuff. So I had to then look at, well, how do I then start to bring that in? Do I go down a sort of Patreon route, uh, get people to donate and being quite new to it, I was sort of thinking, I don't really want to to appear needy mm. or kind of begging to the audience. And I, mm. and so I was like, well, how else do I do that? Um, and But I mean, just because my background is in design, I thought, well, I'll make some stuff mm-hmm. that people can buy. <laughs> um, so I decided to, to put together some prints, um, some badges and some mini books, um, but all based upon quotes that have come from the podcast because there's been lots of great little snippets and anecdotes and mm. amazing content that's come out of it um, so it was taking them and typesetting them and just doing a bit of graphic design mm. um, to then sell on the website so, yeah, yeah yeah and they look really cool too thanks <laughs> <laughs> um, no I think it's great you're, you're tying them in it's not just the standard swag it's not just like your cover art or you know a design based on the name or something like that mm. it's actually it's funny it's funny stuff like some good quotes that you've got in there like some actually like what's what's one of your what's your favorite one oh i mean my favorite and the best selling out of them all is uh fuck it let's talk about sharks <laughs> <laughs> which came from uh it was a podcast done with sean parkinson who's yeah. an artist um and i think we were just we were chatting and then it sort of came up and then he's doing this side project about um the greenland sharks where i think they've got something that the parasite that eats its eyes mm-hmm. and it lives in the deepest darkest waters so it never really sees anyone so right. um they sort of live their lives quite solitary and he was like oh well i'm gonna make some love songs for these like solitary beasts <laughs> and it's, yeah we just went off on a complete tangent and that was yeah. one of the, the brilliant moments of it. Yeah. yeah yeah so you've got a quote there that actually is funny in itself so even if it wasn't even if it was just something that you're selling on its own it's actually a decent product you can give it to somebody that's never heard of the podcast before mm. uh but it's also uh, 
there's curiosity in there, isn't there? Like somebody sees that, they're going to want to listen to the show. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the hell you talked about about sharks now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think it's, yeah, it's a great way to do it. I think there's so many people out there could do that from their podcast. Like they could take decent little quotes. It wouldn't take much to do that. Listen through a couple of episodes of their own show, pack out a few little nice little snippets and just start creating some memorabilia, some swag around that. Um, I mean, you're lucky in a way that you can create cool looking stuff because you're a designer how have you got any suggestions on how people could get some nice looking stuff made up out of their content um at, at a, a reasonable price or something now you get any tips there um yeah well i suppose you got to, i mean I, yeah as you say I, i'm quite lucky in that respect as i've done bits and pieces of that before um but there are really low entry level, like badges, for instance. Mm, um, yeah. They're pretty low costed. You can you can get them made online quite easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was lucky enough that one of the guys in the office, the co-working space that I work in, has the badge making kit. Okay. So they're ready to go. So I just buy the materials <laughs> from them and make it. Yeah. But easily I could have went online and just did it and yeah. just created those create the designs and then just send them off and they'll come yeah. reprinted. Um, I mean, you can have not something I've done yet, but you can get into t-shirts relatively easily yeah, as well and yeah. um, things like spread shirt um yeah we've had a few good t-shirts printed out actually there were um street shirts i think it was a uk one and you've yeah. got a uh, monster press supposedly oh, yeah. a really good one too had some good feedback from them yeah and it's it's, it's kind of like i mean it's an essence of podcast and it's all about the content it's about the yeah. things there and if you have got good content then it's just a case of, of repurposing that it's, yeah yeah it's not a case of just slapping your logo on a t-shirt and yeah thinking you'll sell millions yes. it's like people yeah. will buy it because they like it because it's funny because it's yeah. interesting yeah. or thought-provoking or, or whatever so. do you think it's worth as a designer is it is it something that would be cost effective for a hobby podcaster to come to somebody like you and get somebody like you to make a, a t-shirt design for them or a poster design for them i mean again it all comes down to the, the sort of margins i mm. think if i look at the amount of hours that i put into designing everything mm. and putting it out I probably, I mean, the profit margin would have been quite small and all this stuff. And I mean, it's not like I'm selling hundreds of thousands of these yeah. things. But they're done now, aren't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. So there's now that bank of, of stuff there to make, um, yeah, that will bring in a little bit of income and yeah, allow yeah. me to do some new things and maybe put that into a bit of marketing or go and see some other guests that are a bit yeah. further afield or whatever that that may be. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I think that the lead-in is... It's not that difficult to, to, to create things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most difficult part will be finding the right content and, yeah. and creating something that looks good. Yeah. Um, even if it is just really simple and a nice typeface. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. It can be done. Yeah. A, lot of the, <clears throat> a lot of the print companies actually have very... Uh, some decent designs, preset designs, don't they? They can just mm. put your own, plonk your own typeface, uh, sorry, your own text into and they'll design it for you. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely a good way in. Yeah. But I bought a couple of the posters, so I'm looking yeah. forward to them coming up on the wall here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just think it's, it's a really good way to do it, I think, and quite, uh, I mean, you've got them there on the website now forever. So yeah, and it's a little way to monetize. Those little things then go out into the world and exist in their own right. Yeah. So yeah. people will see them, as you say, and go, oh, yeah. what's, what's that all about? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So. Promotes it to other people. Mm. Do you think, I was interested to ask, do you think your design background affects how you do your podcast or how you went about it in the first place? My my re- The reason I ask is because a lot of people that come to us, the first thing we talk to them about is how to go about setting your user persona, your user, which is your listener, basically. Mm-hmm. So your ideal listener. Think about the problem you're solving and how you're, how you're uniquely solving it for them. Um, the problems they have, that kind of thing. It's the design thinking approach, I suppose. Is that something you've put into your show heavily? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely had a massive impact. I've, I don't think if I'd been in the sort of creative technology field that I would necessarily have jumped at it so quickly. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the way it came about, um, I've been listening to podcasts for, for years, and then just sort of gone, well, why, why isn't there more of that here? Why? Yeah. Especially in our sector, when there's so many great stories and, mm. and great people out there, um, and then decided to sort of make that jump. And it's, it's that cliche that you shouldn't design for yourself, yeah. but I, I did in that respect because I knew there was a there was a big target audience, and there is that focus on the design in the city, um, so that there would naturally be a lot of people who'd be interested in the content that, mm. that I could pull out from people. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that gave me the design background is, is the confidence to mm-hmm. to do that because I was used to. Uh, the technology side of stuff although I'd never really done any audio engineering I was quite comfortable with playing with with tech and kit and I thought I can I can get a recording okay it might not be the best quality to start with but I can get there I can put it out I can do it I can find some music I can edit it together I can I can do the the very basics if you like Um, I can also I mean it gave me the background in sort of looking at the aesthetic and the style of it and saying okay I can create the logo and then I can build a website for it I can then create that style across all the Instagram posts, all the cover art for every episode, all that. So it keeps it consistent. And that's, I mean, that's a big thing that's maybe not necessarily easier for, for someone who doesn't have the the digital skills. Um, But I think it's a lot of that thinking that goes behind it and says, okay, so this is my target audience. Mm. This is the aesthetic that they'll appreciate. um, And this is the sort of, I want this brand to embody what I'm actually going to be talking about and what I'm going to get people to talk about. Mm-hmm. And whether that's really serious and corporate or whether that's really fun and lighthearted, which is mm-hmm. the sort of route that I want to, to go down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, for me, it's just even an hour or two thinking about that person, like putting a bit of flesh in the bones. Like this is uh, John Smith from uh, Rochester who is into mountain biking and likes, goes to work here and there. You know, you, you create a real person that has personality and that suddenly makes you think it, it keeps you on track for me yeah it, it, and then it can also help you target the, the right people so mm-hmm. once you have started doing that being like well where where does john exist and yeah. what does he look at and yeah. what magazines will be reading or what yeah. press will be looking at yeah. or what blogs and what people really follow online and all yeah. this and so you can start to say right well now i can target it to that that market which is really yeah. important yeah in the respect of sort of building that that audience of similar like-minded people yeah yeah can you do you have uh, an example of anyone you have uh, any listeners that have got in touch with you like have you have you made any contacts uh, from a listener point of view through the show so far um i think the, the nicest ones i've had are people just i think someone sent me a picture of them with a pint outside the pub um and said oh it's a nice sunny day i'm just sitting outside with a beer listening to the podcast i yeah, can't yeah. remember what episode it was but then i've and then i sort of said at the next episode that yeah share the stories and when you're listening to it and there's been a few people and it's great to sort of see that see it exist in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. as opposed to i mean i sit in a dark room and make it up and then do a little interview and then it, yeah. it gets put on online but Aye. to actually see it becoming part of people's lives yeah. or people who have said to me yeah, I listen to every Wednesday morning on the way to work yeah, and yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Or they, they message me and go, uh, this week's episode's not up yet. Where, <laughs> where is it? And I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's it's really nice to have that, that community, that dependency around it. It's yeah, yeah. really good. What, what do you think you would tell somebody? So you've, you've done 30, 30-ish episodes now, 
uh, over seven or eight months, uh, you've been really regular, which is unusual. Like that's not a that's a good achievement to keep it going out there just about every single week. What are there any one or two things you would tell people that are just starting out to be able to achieve that? Um, so I think, I mean, it's also I've heard you sort of talk about this sort of thing as well. Is like just go and do it. <laughs> I think is the because I've got this sort of little bit of a mantra that I like to follow is that the ideas are worthless uh-huh. um, and that unless you act upon an idea um, you, there's no ownership over it there's no mm. there's nothing there it doesn't exist mm-hmm. it just exists in your mind and then someone else can do it and then you can moan about it because they did it first but mm. you didn't act upon it mm-hmm. and so I'd been thinking about starting it up and thinking oh can I do this on my own could I do it um, and eventually I just got to the point where I was like right well you just have to get off your arse and actually make it happen mm. and I did and, I, did it. and I'd, I think at that point as well I was going through a real lull in the business and mm. I was really short of work and I was sort of considering to give up freelancing to give up the, the business and go back to working in a company and I was like no well I'm going to give this a shot um, and I don't know whether it's pure coincidence uh, whether it was just timing or whatever but I mean now I seem to be as busy as I've ever been yeah, and things yeah. are great and whether that's through People knowing a bit more about me, whether it's through the people I've met in the podcasts, um, I've no idea. But I mean, it's an amazing experience. It is a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but just go and do it. And I think now that it's ridiculous looking back and thinking I've got probably twenty five hours of content that exists online yeah. somewhere, um, yeah. forevermore. So like, it, it's a great thing to have. Um, so yeah, I think the, the first thing would be just just get it get it done yeah and get started yeah. um good advice yeah and i think <clears throat> you, just take the action yeah and i think technology wise you can again it's, it's another thing that you, i've heard you talk about before is that it doesn't have to be perfect to start mm. with yeah um you will become more and more precious over the audio quality i think it's only natural um, as you spend hours and hours listening back to, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, things you record definitely. yeah but in the first instance you can do it on a on an iphone or on a yeah. laptop and Aye. And then when you maybe get a little bit of money, you can start getting a recorder or getting a mic set up and yeah. whatever. So yeah. you don't have to throw a lot of money at it to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing is, yeah, thinking about that niche, thinking about, I think podcasts work so well is because you can dive into a tiny section of a topic. Yeah. Um, and if you can find that and you can find something that you can keep interesting and exciting, um, then do that. Because I think for me, I'm now looking at ways of, mixing it up so it's not just a one-to-one with mm. other people it's kind of um doing an installation where i ask a whole load of people a whole load of questions mm. and then doing that sort of thing or getting roundtable discussions on certain topics that have come mm. up yeah. so i think that's really important as well and it's something i'm looking at going forward is how do i keep this exciting yeah, yeah. for me and for the yeah. listeners exactly yeah. So, yeah it needs to be fun for you too yeah, exactly. <laughs> well actually that's a good point i want maybe a future episode i'll get you back on to talk about the um the event you did mm. and uh you created a, a show based around a really interesting theme, which was you asking a range of questions. Was it a load of questions in a jar, wasn't it? So it was called, and it was part of the Dundee Design Festival, uh-huh. which is based in an old 
TC Thompson print works, yeah, uh, yeah. which is where they used to make the the Beano and the Dandy yeah. annuals and print them out. Um, right. so, so it's like real industrial space. Yeah. So it's called uh, we called the installation Punch In Punch Out, uh-huh. and the idea is that there was a sort of rack on the wall filled with uh, punch cards. Uh-huh. Each card had a question on it that you you selected a question that you wanted to answer. You then got to use this old sort of seventies punch in machine <laughs> uh, that was attached to the wall, yeah. and then we'd come in and have a sort of five minute chat about whatever was on the card. Um, and it led to us getting a whole range of, of answers. And then mm. after you'd um, after you'd answered your particular question, you then got to add your own question to the rack. So it meant that the conversation sort of ebbed and flowed and changed over the five days of the of the festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was really interesting. And now I've sort of I've got two episodes out, just collating all those um, little snippets. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think yeah, it's a great example of just. Uh, taking advantage of something that happened in a local area actually wasn't it you just mm. got involved you asked if you could do it for creative Dundee, and just got to go along and do that and it creates some excellent content for you some really interesting content mm. um there's a bit of work i suppose there and collating it all and everything but i mean that's where the i don't know that, that's real growth i think a, a real growth booster there where you create something much like just something quite unique something that mm. nobody's heard before really um, and, and also involves loads of people from our local area, doesn't it? So you can get a good bit of promotion out there and sharing because you can tell people, look, you're you're on this episode. Uh, do you want to help share it? So get more of your friends to listen to it, that type of stuff. So, yeah, well, that, I mean, yeah. that was, I sort of knew that the festival was coming up and I was like, it's my, my target audience is going to be everyone coming yeah. through those doors. Yes. So yeah. I need to get something there. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, okay, so how do I capitalize on that? Well, if I get lots of people involved in lots of bits and pieces, that potentially expands the audience. Aye. And then I took emails from everyone. Well, they had the option to leave an email. So I would then email them when the, the episodes go out, um, which again then helps build that, that yeah, audience yeah. and start yeah. to spread the word. So, yeah. yeah, cool. That's excellent. All righty. Thanks for your time, Ryan. It's been good to get you on the show. I'm sure we'll have you on again since you're so uh, close by and an experienced <laughs> podcaster now. Um, if you're out there listening, you've enjoyed this episode. Love it if you could uh, send Ryan and me a tweet. Ryan's on, well, the podcast is on CCC Dundee, Creative Chit Chat Dundee. Uh, and I am the podcast host on Twitter, as you know. And uh, I've got Ryan's quote there, ideas are worthless, written down in front of me. So tweet us uh, both with ideas are worthless, action is everything. If you've enjoyed the show and let us know be good to hear from you um and just as you know as well uh if you're struggling with that launch thing that ryan was talking about there uh, getting that action done you need a bit of encouragement motivation you know that we run the podcast host academy over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy and that's where we've got all of our courses all of our teaching all of our resources as well as live coaching every two weeks uh where you can get that encouragement and motivation to get your show out there so that's the pitch done Thanks, Ryan, for coming on. Thanks for your time. Thank you. You have to do something exciting straight after this. Oh, just uh, back to the office. Back to work. Yeah. Let's catch up from, from your holiday. You've been away for too long, haven't you? So there's a queue of stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks anyway for the time and uh, hopefully speak to you soon. Thank you.